You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. Swatting is on the rise. Lone Depot, the Toronto Zoo, and the World Council of Churches all confirm ransomware attacks. Iran-linked hackers target Albania. Sea Turtle focuses on espionage and information theft. Fake security researchers offer phony ransomware recovery services. Could AI make KYC EOL? Avast enhances Babook decryption. Joe Kerrigan looks at the human side of email security. And a group of midwives fail to deliver. It's Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is your CyberWire Intel Briefing. NBC News reports that special counsel Jack Smith, leading the prosecution against former President Donald Trump in two federal cases, and Judge Tanya Chutkin, overseeing one of these cases, were targets of attempted swatting incidents at their residences. Swatting is a criminal harassment tactic involving false reporting of serious incidents to draw a heavy police response to a specific location— in Smith's case, a 911 call falsely claimed he had shot his wife, but deputy U.S. marshals at his home confirmed it was a hoax. Chutkin experienced a similar situation with police responding to a falsely reported shooting at her home. No arrests have been made in either case. Smith, who has been prosecuting Trump for alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election results and mishandling classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, has faced numerous threats and intimidating communications, particularly after Trump's inflammatory posts about him. Chutkin has also encountered threats. A Texas woman was arrested for leaving a threatening voicemail for her. Trump has specifically targeted Chutkin on social media, leading to a gag order against him, later narrowed by an appeals court. The security concerns for judges and prosecutors have been escalating, the recent swatting incidents underscore the heightened security concerns surrounding high-profile legal cases involving political figures. Following up on yesterday's story, a mortgage lending firm, Loan Depot, confirmed a ransomware attack, 
causing system disruptions and data encryption in a Form 8K filing with the SEC. The Irvine-based company took immediate containment steps, initiated an investigation, and notified regulators and law enforcement. While they work to secure operations and assess impact, it's unclear if personal information was compromised. Speaking of ransomware, the Toronto Zoo, Canada's largest zoo, experienced a ransomware attack on January 5th, affecting its systems and potentially visitor, member, and donor information. Immediate steps were taken to assess the impact, and the zoo remains open with animal care systems unaffected. The incident, reported to Toronto Police Services, is being addressed with the assistance from City of Toronto's Chief Information Security Office and external cybersecurity experts. This follows similar incidents in Toronto, including the public library system and Sick Kids Hospital. The World Council of Churches, the WCC, representing numerous Christian denominations, was hit by a ransomware attack during the Christmas season. Responsibility for the attack was claimed by the Rysida ransomware gang, targeting the Lutheran World Federation, a WCC member. The attack, which occurred on December 26th, resulted in a system shutdown, including the WCC's website. The ransom demanded is six bitcoins, about $280,000, with a seven-day deadline. The incident has been reported to Swiss police and is under investigation, with no specific details on the data breach or the number of affected individuals disclosed. And in a reminder that the effects of ransomware can extend beyond the event itself— New York Attorney General Letitia James reached an agreement with the Refua Health Center following a ransomware attack in May 2021 that compromised sensitive patient data. The attack, perpetrated by the Lorenz Ransomware Group, was facilitated by outdated and unsecured administrator credentials. Refua failed to maintain appropriate cybersecurity controls, leading to extensive data breaches, including personal and health information of over 260,000 individuals. The New York AG identified multiple violations of the HIPAA security rule and New York general business law, including insufficient policies, failure to conduct risk analysis, and inadequate incident response measures. As part of the agreement, Rafua will invest $1.2 million in cybersecurity improvements and pay $450,000 in penalties and costs. They are also required to notify affected individuals and enhance their security and incident response policies. Turning to international news, a group of Iran-linked hackers known as Homeland Justice used a wiper malware named No Justice in a series of cyber attacks targeting Albanian organizations in December. These attacks hit the Albanian parliament, telecom companies One Albania and Eagle Mobile, and Air Albania. No justice, identified by Clear Sky researchers, crashes Windows OS, preventing rebooting, and a PowerShell script spreads the wiper across networks. The malware had a valid digital signature and required admin privileges. The attacks may have been in retaliation for Albania sheltering the Iranian opposition group MEK, The full extent of the damage is unclear, but Homeland Justice's operations pose a threat to other countries and are likely state-sponsored. Researchers at Hunt & Hackett describe Sea Turtle, believed to be a Turkey-based advanced persistent threat group, 
Sea Turtle focuses on espionage and information theft targeting public and private entities. From 2017 to 2019, it was primarily known for DNS hacking, but has more recently changed tactics to better evade detection. Microsoft and the Greek National CERT have highlighted its intelligence-gathering activities aligned with Turkish interests. The group targets organizations in Europe and the Middle East, especially governmental bodies, Kurdish groups, NGOs, telecommunication entities, ISPs, IT service providers, and media organizations. Their modus operandi includes intercepting Internet traffic to gain unauthorized access to networks and using reverse shell mechanisms for data extraction. Organizations hit by ransomware face uncertainty about whether cybercriminals will actually decrypt and delete their stolen data, even after paying the ransom. HelpNet Security reports that imposters posing as security researchers are offering to hack into the ransomware group's servers to delete the exfiltrated data for a fee. Arctic Wolf researchers encountered this scam in two cases involving victims of Royal and Akira ransomware. The imposters, using aliases like Ethical Side Group and Ex-Anonymous, approached victims via online chat, provided proof of access to data, warned of future attack risks, specified the stolen data amount, and demanded less than five bitcoins, around $220,000. It's unclear if these follow-on extortions are connected to the ransomware groups or are independent actions. In both cases, this additional extortion attempt was unsuccessful. KYC, Know Your Customer Processes, essential for financial institutions, banks, and fintech startups, are at risk due to generative AI advancements. These processes often use ID images or selfies for customer identity verification. A report from TechCrunch examines how posts on platforms like X-Twitter and Reddit demonstrate how attackers could manipulate selfies using generative AI tools to create convincing deep-faked ID images and potentially bypass KYC checks. Although there's no evidence of generative AI being used against actual KYC systems yet, the ease of creating deep-faked images is concerning. The growing threat extends to bypassing liveness checks, which are designed to ensure a real person is present during verification. These checks are vulnerable to advanced generative AI tools capable of simulating real-time actions like head turns, as generative AI technology improves, even human reviewers might struggle to distinguish between real and deep-faked images and videos, potentially rendering this type of KYC ineffective as a security measure. A tip of the virtual hat to Avast, who in cooperation with Cisco Talos and Dutch police, have released an updated version of the Avast Babook decryption tool, capable of restoring files encrypted by the Babook ransomware variant called Tortilla. Well done. Coming up after the break, Joe Kerrigan looks at the human side of email security. Stay with us.
Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use. With zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications, so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And joining me once again is Joe Kerrigan. He is from the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute and also my co-host over on the Hacking Humans podcast. Hey, Joe. Hi, Dave. So uh, before we took our break for the holidays, uh, this article uh, came to my attention. It's from the folks over at HackRead. Uh, this one's written by a Weiss Sultan. Uh, and it was about the human elements that impact email security. And, th- and this is something right up our alley over on Hacking Humans. And I thought it was something... Uh, we could target here today. What's some of the information here you think is worth sharing? Well, I'm going to say, it's not really said in this article, but I'm going to say it again, Dave. I love saying it so much. Email's terrible. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. It's the, only, <laughs> it's the only system that we have as internet users where anybody can just put anything they want into your inbox. Mm. It, you know, there are, if I wanted to host a web server, I don't necessarily have to accept information from people. Right. Right. I could just host static web pages and never take anything more from somebody other than a request for that page. Yeah. That's it. Email is not like that. Mm. Email, by definition, I have to have some kind of uh, service on a computer somewhere that then gets that information directly in front of me. Right. And that's really the problem because me any can be anybody. Yeah. And now is essentially anybody. And that's kind of where this article goes. Okay. Uh, it starts off with uh, an interesting fact uh, that around 82% of all breaches that occur in business environments uh, are from some employee taking some action based on email. Mm-hmm. Clicking on a link or installing software that's attached to an email. Uh, and the article points out that this is because of something called action bias, hmm. which is uh, part of the human psyche yeah. that is, you know, oh, I've got this very important email. I have to take care of it right now. Mm. Uh, it's part of what I what I call is the uh, 
you know, the fight or flight part, it's, uh, we've had people who talk about, uh, the raptor brain versus the thinky brain, right. you know, the raptor <laughs> brains very, and I can't remember the, the lady's name. We talked about that, but I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, it's really smart because, you know, our reptilian brain does the processing very quickly. Right. And our thinking brain does processing very, very slowly. Mm. Uh, I wish I could remember her name because, but she's probably sitting there listening right now going, ha ha, that's my work <laughs> he's talking about. Anyway, uh, it's those kind of things that we need to that we need to engage is the thinking part of things. We yeah. need to get uh, get people to think about what they're doing and not just respond to things. It's not just like that far side stimulus response, stimulus response. Don't mm-hmm. you ever think it's you know yes, this is a stimulus coming in, but uh, try try to think about it. Try to be mindful of what you're doing, and we can train people for this. That's one of the other points in this article is that you can train people not to respond to these kind of. Uh, perceived threats or perceived requirements for action right, right. away. Because what they're trying to do is short-circuit the, the thinking part of your brain. Exactly. And- they're trying to take that part of you out of the equation and just use your, essentially, your amygdala and your reptilian brain. Yeah. Which is actually a real part of your physiology. What are some of the suggestions here for uh, for better at coming at this? Uh, first off, they say create backups of all your data which is a great idea because one of the bad outcomes is ransomware where they mm. people destroy your data. So keep backups of the data. Right. And then another thing they say is access control. Mm. Uh, this is what I like to refer to in the industry. It's called the principle of least privilege. Yeah. And we, we've been talking about this over on Hacking Humans a lot about people getting access to things and then never losing access to right. it. Right, right. Right? It just... That access remains forever, forever. Even sometimes after the employee is no longer with the company. <laughs> we just talked about that <laughs> recently, right? <laughs> where, where, yeah. where that happens, it's an easy thing to overlook. It is. Yeah. It is. So have policies that that uh, that limit access to things, and if somebody needs temporary access, make sure that access ex- expires when they no longer need it. Yeah. I know it's a hassle, but it's part of what has to happen. Yeah, what about like security awareness training? Where security awareness training is a uh, is an absolute must. Uh, Perry Carpenter, who is uh, host of Eighth Layer Insights on the on the CyberWire network, yeah. and also a friend of our Hacking Human show and this show, he talks about your security culture. And one of the things that he said he's been talking about recently is that you have a security culture whether you realize it or not. Mm. Right, mm-hmm. and you need to implement and think about that proactively, and putting a security culture in place and building that security culture is going to involve a security awareness program that helps your people think through these kind of attack scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, over on Hacking Humans, we talk about this notion of uh, of being immunized against right. these sorts yeah, of attacks. Inoculated. Uh, inoculated, right, right. right. That, that, that Even just the awareness of what to look out for can make a huge difference. Yeah, I can't remember who did this study a while ago, but if you Google it, it's... Um, it, it, you'll find it, but there was a study where uh, they took two groups of people and they they told one group of people how the tobacco companies lied about the effects of tobacco, which we all now agree tobacco is bad for you, right? <laughs> right. You know, in the 70s, 1970s, that wasn't the case. Yeah. We didn't all agree on that, but the tobacco companies manipulated uh, the media and scientific reporting and funded their own studies to find out or to say that, no, tobacco is fine for you. Sure. And then they exposed people to other things, like uh, I think climate change was one of the things they talked about. And they were like, the people who had been exposed to the, the co- information about the tobacco companies were not 
as ready to disbelieve things. They wanted when they saw critical information, they wanted to know the source of it. Oh, interesting. And they they were they were like, okay, well, who funded this study? They so, asked questions yeah. like that. So having just been exposed, having to, just been exposed to yeah. lies, they've uh, you know not lies, data manipulation. Having yeah. to understand how it works, they've started asking those questions. Well, right. that works across the board for just about everything, mm-hmm. right? So if if you say. As as a CEO of this company, I am never going to write you and say, you need to write a check to this person for $50,000 right now. Right. I'm never going to ask you to go buy gift cards. I'm never going to ask you to go buy gift cards. I mean, that's a rudimentary one that we all all giggle about, right? But it's something that that every security awareness program should have in place. Yeah. Right? Nobody from this company is ever going to ask another person to go out and buy gift cards for this for No, I, 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 a dear friend of mine who is the head of HR for a cybersecurity company was on her way to go buy the gift cards. And she happened upon the CEO. And that's what short-circuited the process. Uh, so amazing. It, it can happen to anybody. How fortuitous for it her. It can happen to anybody. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's an interesting read here. Again, this is from the folks at uh, HackRead. It's titled, How Human Elements Impact Email Security. Uh, Joe Kerrigan, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Dave. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And finally, clients of Midwives of Windsor in Ontario experienced a rude awakening, finding out their sensitive personal and pregnancy-related data had been exposed due to a cyber breach in April 2023. This breach only disclosed to clients months later, nine months later, included names, birth dates, addresses, emails, phone numbers, pregnancy details, treatment information, prescriptions, patient IDs, and health insurance data. Although there's no reported misuse of the data yet, the potential for phishing attacks or identity theft looms large. Midwives of Ontario has since secured the compromised email account and is investigating with third-party experts. As clients navigate this breach, one can't help but note the irony. Midwives, experts in delivering timely care, seem to have missed the mark in delivering timely information. And that's the CyberWire. For links to all of today's stories, check out our daily briefing at thecyberwire.com. We'd love to know what you think of this podcast. You can email us at cyberwire at n2k.com. Your feedback helps us ensure we're delivering the information and insights that help keep you a step ahead in the rapidly changing world of cybersecurity. 
We're privileged that N2K and podcasts like The Cyberwire are part of the daily intelligence routine of many of the most influential leaders and operators in the public and private sector, as well as the critical security teams supporting the Fortune 500 and many of the world's preeminent intelligence and law enforcement agencies. N2K Strategic Workforce Intelligence optimizes the value of your biggest investment, your people. We make you smarter about your team while making your team smarter. Learn more at n2k.com. This episode was produced by Liz Stokes. Our mixer is Trey Hester with original music by Elliot Peltzman. Our executive producers are Jennifer Ivan and Brandon Karp. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.